Welcome to Holistic Wellness, a podcast to live well. My name is Bernice Sanson, your host. The Holistic Wellness podcast is dedicated to my students recovering from addictions and mental illnesses. I hope you find this episode helpful. If you would like to learn more about my classes, please visit my website, link in this podcast description. Today we are talking about self-acceptance, which is one of the 12 steps I teach in my course, the Self-Love Program, 12 Mindfulness Practices to Find Your Essence. So the way we feel about ourselves and whether we accept who we are began early in life. However, we were born with no preconceptions about ourselves. And at some point, In our development, we started modeling after the significant people in our environment. This can be our family and, and or our close friends. If self-acceptance is troubling you, you can start where you are and take necessary actions to change what is causing your discomfort. Please remember we are not responsible for what others have done to us, but we are responsible for our own healing. The struggles with lack of acceptance can be very real and at times even devastating. From depression, anger, fear, guilt, to self-destructive behaviors and self-sabotage, which can keep us from living the life we deserve Yes, living this, the life we deserve because of all the feelings of not being good enough. Whenever you are in your journey, please know there are many things that you can do to start accepting yourself and get free from being stuck. I would suggest a few things. For example, becoming more aware of the origin of your current state. Once you identify the root of your own lack of self-acceptance, you can stop, breathe and reflect, then reset those thoughts based on the memories that are causing you the feelings of unworthiness. Set realistic goals. Change all thoughts and false beliefs into realistic ones. You can always learn to act and speak as if you are worthy of, of respect and appreciation. And by the way, you are. You are listening to Holistic Wellness Podcast. And today I have a guest who illustrates the self-acceptance process with her own story. Today, my guest is Teresa Laguepa. Teresa is another star from our communities with real stories and real struggles. Teresa is a teacher, a daughter, a sister, and an animal lover. She joins us with lots of wisdom in self-improvement and self-acceptance. I met in an online seminar and connected instantly due to the awesome breakthrough she had during this experience. 
with no further introduction, hello, hello, Teresa. Welcome to Holistic Wellness Podcast. Hello, and thank you for having me. I am so thrilled to have you here. Your story, I know that uh, our listeners are going to love. But before we go into your story, Teresa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? Absolutely, I would love to. Well, first and foremost, I am very blessed to be an identical twin. My sister and I are from the Jersey Shore in good old New Jersey. We moved down to Florida to the Sunshine State in 2015, where we currently live and enjoy the beautiful sunshine. Awesome. Uh, We have lots of cold weather right now in Tennessee. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, and we don't see sunshine these days too much. (laughs) But anyways, um, so you are a teacher and an animal lover. We know that you have a horse. Is that right? Yes, I rescued a horse in 2016, a few months after moving down to Southwest Florida with my sister. So my horse is boarded about two hours south of where I currently live. And I get to see her every other weekend or so. A few times a month, I get to go down and see my horse, exercise her, spend time with her, give her a nice bath, and let her graze in the field. Oh, I love animals. I'm an animal lover myself. So, um, Teresa, let's go right and dive into your story. Um, We are going to post in this uh, episode um, a picture of your basket, your beautiful basket, so um, our listeners can have an idea of um, your journey. I'm gonna let you go ahead and just walk us through what happened to the basket. Absolutely, thank you so much. Years and years ago when I was in high school, I had enrolled in an art class which included a lot of basket weaving. At the time, I felt like that class caused me much stress. Rather than being enjoyable and therapeutic, I was constantly comparing my creations to my sisters and other people's. I always felt like a failure, like my projects didn't turn out as well as I had planned, and they certainly did not turn out as well as the other projects in the class. I didn't consider myself an artist, I just wasn't creative in that way. But I took a leap and I signed up for something new that I hadn't tried before. After several weeks of being stressed out and not enjoying the process, I ended up having to go to the board and plead my case to get into a study hall class and drop the art class because I had gone beyond the deadline of just dropping one class and enrolling in another. That's how strongly I felt about getting out of that class. I was willing to go to the board and do whatever it took. Needless to say, I ended up quote unquote winning. I was able to drop the art class and I sat in a study hall also known as a do-nothing-but-socialize class, instead. My basket became a running joke among family and friends. My sister's big, beautiful masterpiece ended up being the centerpiece of our dining room table back at my home in New Jersey. My basket ended up on the top of a china cabinet, practically hidden in the corner. Part of me was okay with that. I felt like that's where my basket deserved to be. 
It was lopsided and it wasn't nearly as beautiful as my sister's basket. We all laughed about it and that's where it stayed for years. But I did want to add a side note. No one was really laughing at me or my basket in a cruel way. I do realize that it was just a funny joke to the members of my family and no harm was intended. But years later, my twin sister and I ended up moving to beautiful sunny Florida, like I mentioned. And over these last few years, my mom continues to bring boxes and boxes of our belongings from New Jersey. Our parents are trying to minimize their stuff and have been giving us back our old belongings. This basket made its way to Florida about a year or so ago. Once again, we reminisced about the lopsided basket and compared it to my sister's. At first, I didn't even want the basket, but decided to take it home anyway and placed it up on a shelf in my closet, tucked away in the corner. I had actually forgotten about that basket until recently. One morning, I decided that my table needed a beautiful flower assortment to spruce it up. Something inspired me to head over to my closet and take a look at the assortment of artificial flowers and vases that I have stored in there. At first, I re retrieved a beautiful vase that holds pink and white artificial flowers. I held it in my hand for about a minute or so and then decided to put it back and I reached back into the corner of my closet and retrieve my old basket. Inside were some dreary looking flowers that my mom had placed inside of it years and years ago. I decided my basket deserved to be on the center of my table. It was time to bring it out. I had a breakthrough that day. When I looked at my creation, I didn't see a lopsided basket that I had considered to be a failure years and years ago. I saw a cute handmade creation that I felt proud of. I removed the old dreary looking flowers that had been in there for years and replaced them with bright yellow artificial tulips. After all, tulips are one of my favorite flowers. I had a realization that for years and years, I looked at that class as though it was the reason that I was feeling stressed. The class was so stressful. The class was this, the class was that. These are the things that I would often tell people and myself. That day that I pulled the basket out of my closet, I had a revelation or a breakthrough, an aha moment when I realized it wasn't the class that was stressful, it was the way that I was at that time. I had these mental images in my mind of what I thought perfection looked like. And when my art projects didn't turn out the exact way, I became stressed, frustrated, and deemed the project and even myself to be a failure. Isn't that how many of us are with so many things in our lives? We have these thoughts or ideas or images in our minds of how we think we should be or how we think certain aspects in our lives should be. And instead of looking at something we've created with a sense of appreciation, gratitude, and even accomplishment, we see it as a failure, just like I did with my basket my poor basket. I found myself talking out loud to my basket the morning I retrieved it from my closet. I said, I love you out loud to my basket. And I didn't see a lopsided weaving project. Instead, I saw a beautiful basket that I had made and I was proud of it. In fact, I decided to leave my beautiful basket out on display for everyone to see. 
you're in the sunshine now, basket. You don't belong tucked away in the closet. Oh my God, I love it, love it, love it. Once again, I read your story. <laughs> I have discussed with you your story once again. I just love the breakthrough that you have through your creation. I am wondering uh, at this point, how many of our listeners have a hidden basket in their houses? I am wondering how many of our listeners are relating to this little story. Um, so what can you tell us about uh, Teresa? How do you think that you came up with this breakthrough? What sort of things do you think it helps to realize that your basket didn't belong in the corner? Well, when I had pulled the basket out of my closet, I saw my basket in a completely different way, which made me realize that there was this quote that it reminded me of by Wayne Dyer, which says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I didn't quite understand that quote until recently when I was looking at my basket, because in the past, Whenever I thought of my basket or I would see it up in the corner in my New Jersey home, I would see a lopsided creation that wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough to be the centerpiece. I constantly compared it to my sister's beautiful masterpiece that ended up in the center of the table. It didn't look quite as elaborate or eloquent as hers. And that's the way that I saw many areas in my life and also different things about the person that I was. I was always comparing myself to others. I was always seeing my accomplishments as quite the opposite and just saw things as maybe not being good enough. But then I decided when I pulled that basket out of the closet and I looked at it in a whole other way, I started appreciating its beauty and I started shifting my mindset and I started noticing things about it that were unique and beautiful. And I decided to put it on display and not have it stuck in the corner because it didn't belong there. Just like my negative clouded thinking didn't belong there anymore either. It was the old story. It was the old identity. And I wanted to change it and completely shift my mindset and move forward with a new way of thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So intelligent of your subconscious mind to start shifting and um, obviously um, those false beliefs uh, were kicking in constantly for the whole time that your basket was not good enough. Um, so what are the things that have you to increase that awareness that the self-talk was not the best and most, more positive, uh, helpful thoughts for you that have kept this awareness kind of like um, not quite there yet. What are the things that you can share with the listeners that help you to come up with this revelation that there is always a place for your basket, that the basket is about our perception. And 
that everyone has their own beauty at their own um, moment, depending who sees it. Uh, how did you come up with this? What are the things that can, you can share with, with us that help you to reach all these? Great question. Well, I was just realizing that I had a lot of negative thinking and that the only thing that was standing in my way of accomplishing goals and seeing things in a more positive light was actually myself. And I like to call it stinking thinking that mm -hmm. I just had a lot of negative thoughts, cloudy thinking, negative patterns, rituals, habits, and I started realizing that I was just getting in my own way. And I thought, why am I always having such negative thoughts? Why am I always comparing myself to others? Why are things that I'm doing or things that I see in the mirror not good enough? And I decided I wanted to feel more inner peace. I wanted to accomplish more. I wanted to walk with a skip in my step rather than having my head down and my shoulders um, you know, my shoulders down. I wanted to be more confident, more positive, and accomplish more. So I decided to look at my basket, like many areas in my life and like the things that I saw in the mirror, in a more confident, positive light. And I started doing things to change those habits and rituals to shift from negative to consistently positive. And the consistent part is really key changing the way the ways that you do things each day and creating new habits is really an essential part to making those consistent changes so i started doing more eft also known as tapping each day all throughout the day to shift my mindset and make more positive changes i started saying more positive affirmations consistently throughout every single day and then taking the affirmations a step further, I started to adopt something I learned through a Tony Robbins positive seminar, which are called incantations, where you change not only the way you think and the way you speak, but you change your body movements as well. Incantations. You remind yourself, I can, I can, I can. And you say these statements with force, and with positivity, um, you say them proudly and loudly, and you say, I can, I can achieve, you know, fill in the blank. I can have self-confidence. I can overcome this fear. I can get this job. I can overcome these addictions. I can be more positive. And you just say those incantations with force and you say them with power and you do empower yourself to change that negative thinking to more positive thoughts all throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you have said something very, very key in this process of self-acceptance. And um, you decided, you realized, you uh, stepped forward in taking action of this. A lot of times, I um, hear people that don't really like themselves, they, they have very poor self-love and it, it's, it never comes into play the responsibility that we have um, in healing the part that we need to heal. 
it's no one else's responsibility but ours to step up to the plate and take action for whatever is is disturbing our mm, for uh, living from our the life that we deserve uh, which is often what happens when we start putting ourselves down and not believing in all we can do for ourselves all we can achieve and so what you actually are saying once again is so important to take the the responsibility of changing and waiting um, the situation that need to change um, the the part of the affirmations are so powerful um, I believe that um, positive affirmations are fantastic and just stepping it even a, a little further with the feeling it in the body, energizing the body with the positive affirmations is just a powerful tool to have. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really glad that you get to share all that with us. And basically, I really want to get across to our listeners that whatever it is that is happening to us, um, there are many options. See, for you, the um, affirmations and taking responsibility and the tapping techniques work. Uh, for me, maybe yoga or meditation. It could be um, so many different things that we can uh, explore. And with an open mind, trying to explore the things that perhaps have worked for others. And actually um, help them to achieve levels of satisfaction with themselves that um, are important. Um, but um, having an open mind for um, having this this awareness as well of it, it is me who has to actually do the work. We have to do self-work, we have to work uh, in our inner selves um, because if we don't do it, nobody will do it for us. So, um, is there anything else that you want to say to our listeners, uh, Teresa, um, in regard to your experience and um, to your break? Yes, actually, there's one thing that I wanted to share that I touched on a little bit earlier, which is consistency. It is extremely important when we are developing these new positive habits and rituals and thoughts that we focus, we focus on them habitually and embed them into our daily habits. Just like you get up in the morning and brush your teeth or take a shower, it's just as important as those daily hygiene habits to also retrain our minds as much as we work on things with our bodies and those daily habits like brushing our teeth. So what I ended up doing, I actually made a list on a little whiteboard that I have. And on it, I wrote all of the daily habits that I want to focus on to help me become more positive, to build up my self-confidence and self-acceptance, um, to remind myself to do these things until they are ingrained in my subconscious, until I make them a daily habit without having to have a list. I decided to create this process just to help me embed it into my daily practices. So on my whiteboard, I wrote, 
um, EFT, the tapping technique, meditation, journaling. I have a gratitude journal that I write in each day. Positivity, making sure that I'm speaking and thinking positive thoughts all throughout the day. And when I'm not, I recognize the negative. I thank myself for recognizing the negative, for being at a place where I can, you know, recognize that I'm having negative thoughts or these negative thought patterns. And I then retrain my thinking and rewire my brain and I turn it into something positive. The incantations, exercise and stretching, getting out into nature, even to take a brief walk, no matter what the weather is like. And then also for me, I like to be productive. So I've included crossing something off of my to-do list. So I have a list on my whiteboard, like I said, and at the end of each day, I just go through and I check things off that I've done. And my goal is, you know, as each day passes and the weeks progress, I've checked off more and more things until I no longer need the whiteboard. These things will be embedded into my subconscious. And that's just a practice that I've been doing um, for the last couple of months. And I have found it very successful with a lot of research that I've done and reading and learning about self-improvement and self-acceptance over the years. One of the main things that keeps being repeated is how important our daily habits are and how consistency really is key. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, practice but makes better. If you don't practice uh, daily all those um, self-care routines, then more than likely there will be no progress. That's that's uh, so important that you mentioned that, Teresa. Listen, Teresa, I have a great time talking to you today. I know that we are going to come back another day and perhaps talk about something um, very interesting that you can share with us in the future. This uh, podcast is open anytime you want to come back and talk to us about all the wonderful ideas and anytime you want to share your journey with us, um, we will be here for you. Um, I would like to uh, close this episode with a poem from um, Suami Kripalu. And this poem is really, really, um, I, 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 I always love this poem because it's very close to my heart. Um, I have seen my students being very um, hard on themselves. Um, my students um, that I had at the rehabilitation center um, recovering from addictions, um, oftentimes they were very uh, tough on themselves. They were their worst judges and they didn't practice much self-love. So this poem, uh, I want to share it and close this episode of self-acceptance with. And it goes like this. My beloved child, break your heart no longer. Each time you judge yourself, you break your own heart. You stop feeding on the love, which is the wellspring of your own vitality. The time has come, your time to live, to celebrate, to see that you are. Let no one, nothing or ideal or ideas obstruct you. If one comes, even in the name of truth, forgive it for its unknowing. Do not fight, let go and breathe 
into the goodness that you are. And that was Swami Kripalu. And with this poem, um, I will say until next episode. I hope you tune in for our next episode. We will keep working and bringing inter interesting stories, real people sharing their journeys into our podcast so everyone can benefit from. If you find this episode useful, please share it with whoever needs it. Until next time, namaste. Thank you, Teresa. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye.